Mana 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 this is social discasting welcome to social discasting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a producer and writer who has shepherded a number of different things for a number of different people like music videos for iron mike eagle and eric slick podcasts like full court chat with dave Schilling, and the new podcast pa nation Live events, commercials, many, many things. Please welcome Liz Malpin. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hello. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate uh, it. Of course. The fun question. How are you? You know, <laughs> I think I'm as good as I can be, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, truly, as good as I can be uh, with everything, which is good. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. How are you? I'm I'm Okay. I think, yeah, that's good. you know, that's the goal, right? It's I'd rather yes. be in the middle as opposed to, to any of the other polarities. Oh, my God, yes. But yeah, if I'm okay, that just that thing, that's the goal. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I think so. I don't know. Yeah. You do what you can. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're as well as you can be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> count, you got to count the blessings. <laughs> I mean, truly, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I, I skew more glass half full yes so that a very convenient thing in times like mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> i mean just to get into it i how did you get into producing oh great question uh it is certainly something i never set out to do i actually went to college for music education i wanted to be a choir teacher oh wow yeah i didn't finish college um i was only there for like two months actually so then that kind of led to maybe like six years of me just not knowing yeah. what I was going to do. And that that bothered me a lot. <laughs> uh, so I grew up in Kentucky. That's that's where I was living. I ended up getting engaged and married, actually, and then moved to Chicago. Okay. And then my partner at the time, I'm no longer married. My partner at the time was getting into comedy. He was in a band when we got together. So when we moved to Chicago... He was going to a lot of comedy shows. I was having trouble meeting people because I only knew like two or three people before we moved. Mm -hmm. So I started just going to his shows. (laughs) The only reason I didn't in the first place because I had heard all of his material so often. So I was like, I don't need to go unless he wants me to. (laughs) Uh, So I started going, started meeting a lot of people, met a lot of really good friends that, of course, are still in my life. And he and his friend Tyler Jackson started running this show called Late Late Breakfast, which I had seen a couple shows in Kentucky before we left i knew it was a unique show because the premise was we had comedians playing different games while doing their comedy set for instance uh, yeah like at one time one of my favorite ones is we took the entire audience outside the venue which was the hideout in chicago and the comedian flew a kite out in the street while the audience watched and did his set and it was incredible <laughs> like i have this great picture that i took from across the street it's just wonderful it's so yeah from there like i i had an internship when i moved to chicago that ended so i had a few months of unemployment and i was like you know i've been to enough comedy shows at this point that i could recognize the marks of successful shows which were like oh they have a sign on the stage with the name of the show you know they have they're promoting online So I decided to spend my spare time making a sign for the show and starting to do promoting, and it worked almost immediately. 
Wow. And I had not really ever had anything click like that for me mm-hmm. since music. So I felt like, oh, I found, I found it finally. I found my thing and it was producing. So from there, you know, like pretty much maybe a month or two after I had started promoting and coming on as producer, we had packed shows from that day forward, from every single month until we left the state of Illinois. We took it to festivals. We ran a branch in New York as well as LA while we were doing Chicago. I produced in Chicago with Megan Stalter. I produced a lot of her shows. I produced with Stephen Castillo, who is now a writer on SNL. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that was just my good eye of like, oh, these people are talented. I want to work with them. I want to help them do their thing. So that's how I got started. It's impressive how like incredibly <laughs> organic, like the very definition yeah. of organic, of just, yeah. I mean, you just fell into it. It happened I absolutely by fell into it, yeah. And I've always been like that very organized person. Like one of my... <laughs> When I, I try to think back and like recognize when did I like start being type A? <laughs> uh, and I remember like my sister and I were really little and she ended up like she's a really good cook. You know, she she's very good at that. And when we were very little, we decided to make a fake restaurant for our parents. And she was like playing with her little plastic foods and like putting it all together. I was like, I'll make the menu. I'll design like the thing. <laughs> and I I'll was like, oh my God. House. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's very me. <laughs> and I just like, I didn't really, you know, tap into that side of me until I moved to Chicago. So that's so interesting. So yeah I, yeah, I was curious. What do you think? I guess organization, I would imagine is a major key, but what do you think makes a good producer? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, a lot of things. I think, Definitely organization. Um, I think in terms of comedy, like having that eye for talent, you know, knowing yeah. who you want to work with, having the ability to, I guess it's it's also a good balance between like being organized and knowing to let the talent be kind of free in what they're doing. Like the reason I think that my skill set is so valuable to talent is because I take off that workload from them. I take off the the stuff that they need to do to make it possible so that they can focus oh, on okay. their project. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like there is kind of a lot of, what's the word? I don't want to say emotional labor. That's not the right word. But it is like, you know, calming them down if they're nervous before a show. You know, like pumping them up so that they feel good and will perform well. Like there's kind of that aspect to it as well. That is interesting though. Just, the, yeah. You take on that the organization that allows mm-hmm. them to be free. Absolutely. To do that, to, to let that, you know, that creative spark, so to speak, go off. And it's so cool to see. Like, I love, I, I remember working with Steven in Chicago, like I mentioned, and he was so nervous before one of his shows. I was like, Steven, you're going to be fine. You're great. It's always fine. Like, he was just <laughs> really, really nervous. And, like, I, I don't think I had seen that side of him yet. I think we had maybe just started working together. And then he went up there, and, of course, he killed it. Like, he's amazing. He's, just like, so he's good so at what funny. he does. And it's I yeah. just love standing in the back of the room, smiling my face off and being like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know? And just, like, yeah. playing a little part in it and just watching them shine is, like, very satisfying for me. Oh, I imagine, you know, and just to, to know that you have, you know, some, even some small part in allowing mm-hmm. them yeah. to bring their, their comedic brilliance to light and be that best performer or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Yeah. That's really exciting. You know, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's, it's, I know, I imagine. <laughs> no, I imagine just as somebody too that like, um, just as a, a passive viewer, 
you know, seeing just really talented people like soar and -hmm. thrive and just see them like have a their fully formed self in whatever Mm -hmm. project they do. Just as that, it's exciting to see, let alone to be able to to help facilitate that. That's so yeah, cool. it's very special. <laughs> <laughs> so what um, what was it like? You filmed at least one music video during yes. COVID. How was that experience? It was really interesting. So my friend Demia Dijuwebe, he yeah. messaged me, and he was like, "Hey, I hit up Eric Slick to see if I could direct a music video." would you want to be a part of that? I was like, oh my God, absolutely. Because I, first of all, love working with Demi. He's so much fun. Like we've become very close friends throughout working together just since February. And it's wonderful. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's such a great working relationship. Talk and, about a, a, a creative force. Good God. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and I want to put a pin in this. I would love to talk about like our first meeting because it was like, it ended up being crazy. But okay, yes. back to the music video. So... Yeah, so he told me he messaged Eric, and he's like, hey, you know, you've got a new album coming out, can I direct? And Eric was like, oh my god, yes, of course. (laughs) And, you know, we had a couple of meetings, we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? (laughs) Because, like, nobody's shooting, you know, I had never done a music video before, but of course, like, as a big music fan, I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The dream, yeah. Yeah, oh my god, true. And I even told him later, I was like, I think I fulfilled a dream I didn't even know I had, which was working on music videos. Like, I was so fulfilled after doing it. But, you know, we had a couple meetings. We were like, how are we going to do this? And I was like, oh, well, with a music video, we don't need to hire a sound person. So that cuts out one person immediately. And then we hit up Ed Ballard, who is... He is a photographer for that show, Faded Comedy. Great guy, super talented. And we were like, Ed, would you want to do this with us? He's like, yes. Can I bring on one other person to also help me shoot? And we're like, okay, crew of four, ideal. Right. Like, that's great. So are you, are we brought you're on... trying to devise like the least amount of people to yes. get everything you needed, basically, right? Absolutely. Yeah, because okay. we have to be so safe. I think this was maybe back in August. I don't remember. But yeah, you know, we wanted to be as careful as possible, as COVID conscious as possible, because I hadn't shot anything since this all started. Yeah. None of us had, I don't think. So then he was like, I want to bring on my friend V, Valentina V. And we're like, okay, perfect. Four, we're settled. So Eric Slick doesn't live here. He lives across the country. So Demi was like, okay, I need to figure out how I want to cast this, what the idea is going to be. Yeah. And I love the way that it, it turned out the music video is called over it yeah, and the way great. we did it's it really is we just video. thank you <laughs> yeah. i love it it's it was so much fun to see people and also like do it it was fantastic but the way we shot it was we just went to everyone individually pretty much shot outside in front of their houses and then the way it's edited together it's kind of like split screen in many parts you know mm-hmm. no one ever had to be together uh we all had our masks on and and i thought it was a it's a really good case study i think for something that was shot in covid successfully and still creatively and i love it i mean demi's obviously a genius so it it worked out very well (laughs) yeah but when you watch it though if you're able to watch it like without the prism of covid times Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know it didn't feel hindered by it in any way which is a win yes let alone that it came out really good you know Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely felt like a win. It was really nice to do. So, how did you meet then? What you and Demi? You had mentioned your your origin yes, story. Yes, yes. So I met Demi officially back in December. I think it was his. He did like a 
backflip show like he did a yeah, show at the I dynasty typewriter yeah so my roommate julie grenier and i were like oh we like have to go to this <laughs> so and also oh his producer of everything is great which is the show that he does with addy wayrich and nick coacher i think i'm saying that right i'm friends with nick i feel so bad about pronouncing <laughs> that wrong their producer eric abris also reached out to me he's like hey you should come to this because we had been like talking for a while as producers mm-hmm. and i was like yeah okay yeah of course i'll be there so we come we stay till after the show there's like a little restaurant next to the dynasty typewriter we all have drinks afterwards and that's where i meet demi like demi walked in the door as i was standing by the door and we were like hello because <laughs> we i think we were aware of each other and we just had like a really pleasant night like i hung out with everyone in the show and it was really awesome he came to my new year's party and then february he reached out to me and he was like hey do you want to get brunch and like maybe talk about making stuff and i was like "Uh, of course i do (laughs) so we went to mess hall we had a nice brunch we just kind of talked about like you know he i think he had a specific project in mind i was like that sounds great i would love to do it you know i'm like pretty available right now which was actually really worked out for me because usually i I do kind of try to keep myself very busy but i think i had just wrapped some things up and about an hour after the brunch, I'd like gone to the grocery store and I get a call from Demi and I was like, oh, why is he calling me immediately? (laughs) (laughs) So he called me and he's like, hey, so I just got a message from this director saying they want to make some ads for Bernie Sanders. Are you interested? I was like, oh my God, I'm like the most interested. (laughs) He's like, okay, well, uh, the thing is it shoots in Utah like this weekend. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Let's (laughs) do it. Yeah, Yeah. the ones with Ted Levine, right? (laughs) Yes, the ones with Ted Levine. So I think we had a meeting like the next day with Robert Funke. And we went to House of Pies, which I love. Oh, my God, I miss House of Pies. It was the (laughs) three of us. And we were talking about like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, there was talk of like, okay, we definitely need a horse. How are we going to do this? Like, we want Ted on a horse. That was like the thing that we knew that we wanted. So like at dinner, I was like, okay, I was looking up like, uh, how do we get a horse for production? (laughs) I've never done that before. (laughs) What do we need an animal trainer? I have no clue. So then like there was talks of like not going to Utah. We're like, okay, we have like five days to do this. (laughs) Like, what are we going to do? And Demi was like, I think I know someone with a horse like out in like West, West LA and And then, like, it just kind of turned out that, like, Ted lives in the middle of nowhere, Utah. He's got horses. And he was like, yeah, you guys can just come stay with me. So I was like, okay, I'll make some calls. Okay, Ted Levine. Awesome. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, I... (laughs) I guess I'm going to Utah immediately. Buffalo Bill, appreciate it. Yeah. So like I (laughs) called my friend Erin Meyer, who's wonderful. I've worked with her on a couple things. I've hired her for a couple things. And she was game. I was like, this is what I love about this business. It's like finding the people who are good at what they do and who are like, yeah, sure. I'll go to Utah in four days. Who cares? And I'll stay at Ted Levine's house. Like whatever. (laughs) Like, And she was game. And then we, we found a sound guy in Louisville, Kentucky, actually, which is where I used to live. I didn't know him prior to this, and he flew in to do this. And yeah, it was just, I think, just the four of us. It was crazy. I That was kind of one of those projects where I was like, okay, if I can pull this off, if I can pull off an outdoor shoot with a horse in another state in five days, like, okay, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah. just, it was so cool. It was so cool. He seems also like Ted Levine seems like a really cool guy. Oh my God. He's so interesting. Yeah. He, uh, well, because I, I, you know, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, like mm-hmm. a lot of people, because he's been in so many things, but just seeing the uh, Kirsten Dunn show that he was on, yeah. Creating a God in Central Florida. 
Yeah, that is the same director, Robert. I hope I'm saying his last name. I say Funke, of course, because of the show, but yeah. it might be Robert Funky. But he created that show, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that, that was the Ted Living Connection, yeah. I love that show. He's so good mm-hmm. in it. Um, yeah, but I, I know what you mean, though, like the idea that uh, you put that together truly on the fly. Yeah. Rounding up a horse, figuring this out. Oh, I'm saying with Ted Levine. Okay, we're doing this. And in such a new friendship, you know, with, yeah. with Demi, on top of that, that, yeah, that it's like, oh, shit, if I can do this in five days, then, oh, we have two weeks to do this. Oh, okay, well, then done. Yeah, exactly. By comparison, it's like, yeah, that is the most fly by the seat of your pants experience yeah. to do. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> it was like such a cool experience. And that was like truly, I think, mid-February. So that was like, I'm so grateful that I got to travel like literally a month before everything shut down. So that oh, also no kind of really worked out. Yeah. So you had said too that the that Eric Slick video was, mm-hmm. that was the first video you've made and you produced the two two Iron Mike Eagle videos. It's open Mike Eagle, but yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> I was going to send you a note afterwards. I was like, you might want to re-record the intro. <laughs> <laughs> did i really yeah yeah you did <laughs> it's son okay. of a bitch <laughs> it's all good it's all good iron mike tyson i'm thinking in my head <laughs> open mike eagle good yeah Lord. yeah okay yeah where well, it's all le- i'm leaving it all in red face and all <laughs> but uh but so the open mike eagle so you were produced two of his music videos yeah is it during covid as well yes it was so he open mike eagle actually reached out to me maybe just a couple days after the Eric Slick video came out, and he's like, hey, do you want to make some stuff for me? I need to pull up the email at some point, because I think that might be all it said. And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I remember seeing Open Mike Eagle perform for the first time at the Virgil, and I was blown away. Blown away. I think I had followed him online, but I'd never seen him live. And I was like, this is so good. <laughs> it was yeah. so interesting. The lyrics were so thoughtful and so meaningful. So, yeah, it was also, like, such a nice case of, like, work speaking for itself for him to reach out because he saw something that he liked i was like oh this is awesome this is like literally the dream like this is what you hope happens when you create a body of work and so i was just so pleased that he reached out i was like yeah let's do it and uh hired the same exact crew that i had just worked with so it was great well yeah and and it's like oh first music video and and it's it's like Mm -hmm. a proof of concept already yep and to just to add more to that and more to that yeah that feels like just you could feel the momentum building for yeah. for opening that new avenue for you. And yeah, and yes. it's really, it's like, it feels like it's one of the first, if not maybe the first like times where you're combining, yeah, those two loves. You first had the music and then now combining that into producing. And it's like, oh, this is a perfect synthesis of those two things. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's so funny because like, you were talking about the momentum. Like, I think I was like feeling really good after all these videos came out. I was like, I'm going to reach out to Tim Heidecker and see if he wants me to produce a video, (laughs) which is like kind of, it's not psycho, but it's like, I really had some high hopes there. So I messaged him. (laughs) I was like, hey, I love your new song, Nothing, because I do like, I love his music. I think it's so good. He even has an album about Glendale, which I live in and I love Glendale. So I I interviewed the director of Property, his music. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing. He's like, he actually did reply. He's like, I already have one in the works. I'm sorry, but like, I'll keep you in mind. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but so I was much. still, I was just like riding high. I was like, I'm going to yeah. go for it. <laughs> oh, I I love that though. Just of, uh, you know what? This is great. Let's, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go for yeah. it. Yeah. 
I mean, I was inspired truly by Demi reaching out to Eric and being like, yeah. can I like just like do this for you? And I feel like most people are gonna be like, yeah, of course, please <laughs> make this thing for me. Like, Well, but that's the thing, though, is like, that's how I've gotten so and yourself included, so many people where I'm just like, you know, it's it's funny that in, in these COVID times where this unfathomable thing is just beating down mm-hmm. on us constantly. It's like, well, comparatively, what is just messaging somebody and uh, worst case scenario, they don't respond at all? Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. what? It, you know, it's a, there's no stakes to that, really. Yeah. Unless so they reply horribly, I guess. And they're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, fair enough. Like, maybe, there, maybe there are stakes. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't expect him to reply because he doesn't follow me, but he was like really cool about it. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so even like that was fine. I was like, oh, cool. He said something. So that's good. Hey, he, he now is aware of my existence. And that yeah, is. Yeah. That's a win. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So. What movie did you see at the last night at the drive-in? Oh my gosh, I saw a double feature. I saw The Thing and oh, Fargo. That is a hell of a double feature. It was awesome. I hadn't I actually just saw The Thing for the first time in quarantine. And I've seen Fargo before too. It's just been a super long time. Also, yeah. my dog is up and moving now, so you might hear her. <laughs> That's fair. My cat's um, roaming as well. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was super fun. I, I had not been to Mission Tiki, the drive in yet that like everyone's been going to, so it was very great. It was I loved it. I've only been to a to drive in the one time this year. It was for yeah. the first time. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Ugh. I loved it. I loved that experience so much. What'd you see? I saw the movie shit. What's the name of that movie? <laughs> Nomad Land. New movie okay. with interestingly enough, Francis McDormand. Oh, and nice. uh, it was really good and it was part of a film festival here. That was oh, cool. Uh, really cool, but I, you know, it was at that thing of like um, just that paranoia of getting out and just being around people. But I yeah. was like, hey, it's in a car. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get out if I don't want to. And and I went, and it's funny that for some reason, uh, you know, you were sitting there in the car, and that's cool. But then I took my shoes off, and I and eventually and immediately I was like, oh, this is amazing. I did just, that too. I did just I that little thing. We just yeah. did it, that unlocked <laughs> it for me. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. I can get as comfortable <laughs> as I want. <laughs> I had like a tablecloth in the back seat that I use for like, I can just keep it there if I go to like a picnic or something. And I was like, yeah. oh, uh, this is my blanket now because <laughs> I was chilly. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I know. I just slumped in my seat, yeah. took my shoes off, and, and which immediately like, I felt like on a cellular level, like my body just relaxed when I did oh, that. Yeah. It was just a delight. I, mm-hmm. I loved it very much. Yeah, I the town I grew up in, I grew up in a very small town in Kentucky, and we had a drive-in. Like, the first movie I ever remember seeing was at a drive-in. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I became Amazing. a huge fan of uh, growing up. Yeah, But yeah, like, I, I hadn't been in so long. Like, I did see Tenant in San Diego, at the San Diego drive-in a few oh, months really? ago. Yeah, so that was like the first time I had gone to a drive-in in in a very, very long time. Years, years and years. What did you think of that movie? I hated it. I hated (laughs) it. And I was surprised I hated it because like I'm a big sci-fi head. I loved the sound of the premise. I like Inception. So I was like, okay, this has like all the ingredients to something I would like. And it was garbage. I thought it was garbage. The dialogue (laughs) was horrible. It just didn't flow well, and like I feel like big fans. I don't even remember the director's name. Christopher Nolan is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like fans are like, well, that's like that's just like what it is, and like if you don't like it, you don't get it. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I like disagree hard. I disagree with you hard. <laughs> I like the idea that somebody is so invested in a Christopher Nolan movie 
It has to yeah. be there. It's too highbrow for you. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it just doesn't get it. You know, you just don't get the subtleties of a, a name that's a palindrome. And yeah, it means exactly. more to than that. And it's like, oh, shut and up. And like the main character doesn't have a yeah. name. I'm like, okay, this is like super lame. And like the <laughs> only woman in the movie is in trouble. Okay, yeah, great. Good I, job. I heard that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> that it's um, so stupid. <laughs> it somehow, it massively fails the Bechdel test. Oh, to put God, it lightly. Yeah, yeah, good Lord. <laughs> but, then, but then on top of it, it just seems like, and this is a real double-edged sword, it seems like the most Christopher Nolan movie possible. Yes. And for better or worse. And and seemingly, it seems like overstuffed and up its own ass. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, and that is really highlighted in people's responses to the movie. Yeah. And there, I don't think this is a spoiler alert, but like towards the end of the movie, there's like a red team and a blue team and they're fighting and they're just blowing up buildings. And like, I went with a couple people, like I have a very small quarantine pod. So we like rented yeah. a truck and we went and like, through the fighting we were like looking around each other we're like what who are are there bad guys here like like who are they even fighting is this like literally just so they can blow up buildings on screen because red or blue i can't tell i like literally like (laughs) i was like i don't know who they're fighting and like i should know that yeah i mean it's just too highbrow for you i'm so sorry your your pea brain your pea brain simply can't take it i'm stupid (laughs) (laughs) i like the idea too that they talk to you as if as if it's jazz, like it's no, no it's about the it's about the notes they're <laughs> not playing. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess I've seen like so much sci-fi, and I was like, this is <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's just a bummer because like we like really wanted to experience, and we just like laughed at it the whole ride home. <laughs> That's funny. Well, at least you got yeah. something out of it, I suppose. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so fun. Do like the experience yeah. was fantastic, and the road trip was great. But yeah, it was oh, that's not cool. a good movie. Like, <laughs> the thing that didn't do him any favors, I think, and, and that really bothered me was his insistent insistence uh, on releasing it. Yeah, and and how like he behind the scenes, he really talked to exhibitors to get it out. Like he was oh, in a god. in a frankly borderline like sociopathic way of just like oh, no cinema, and it really was like oh man, he seems like a real shitbag. Like, I can't even imagine, like, the extra money they had to put forward in the marketing department to change the movie posters to say, like, coming soon instead of, like, August (laughs) 12th or whatever. I changed it multiple times, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's, like, such an insane move. And I really tried, like, with my opinion of the movie, I was like, is this a factor in me not liking it? Is the fact that it was, like, so hyped up? And no, it's just not a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it probably didn't help anything, but... uh, Yeah, it it didn't help, but it wasn't, it really wasn't a factor. It just is an extra reason to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, it probably helps that it's like, you know, that it's a, it just strikes me as a weird exposition, just hearing, you know, red versus blue and like destruction porn. Yeah. But then coupled with a guy who makes movies that, although cool, are joyless. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just so yeah. straight-laced and like, I'm an intellectual. And it's all about the deeper meanings. And that's yeah. cool. And, it, you know, it has uh, value. But it's, sometimes it's like, you know, shit can be fun, too. Mm-hmm. We can enjoy things. Especially, like, right now. Good God. Yeah. We can, we can, you know, exactly. things can be silly. Yeah. I think that's what we need. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Question mark. Exclamation yeah. Point? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to take up too much of your time, but what all do you want to point people toward? I know PA Nation 
It yes. will be out when this comes out. Yes, I also just started producing podcasts this yes. year, too. I worked with Dave Schilling earlier in the year on his Full Court Chat podcast, which was so much fun. And then PA Great Nation, show. I'm so excited about. Cooper Peltz has been wonderful to work with. Um, he worked on AMC's Talking Dead. And oh, it was cool. the same thing of like him hitting me up. He's like, hey, do you want to work together? And I was like, yes. And again, like I, I vet people. Like I don't just say sure. yes to everything. I very much don't say yes to everything. But I was really interested in the premise, which is like, oh, we're talking about the entertainment industry. We're talking to people who have worked their way up from below the line to, you know, wherever they are now and like really talking about that journey. You know, when I was living in Chicago and just getting into producing, like I was also shooting a pilot for that show that I talked about. I was like, yeah. I don't know. Like I just couldn't find anything online about like learning about the entertainment industry. It's such like a um, secretive world. And I think like providing just an ounce of transparency into what these jobs are like and what this world is like could be helpful to someone who maybe wants to get started. And, and it's it's definitely been so cool to hear everyone's stories about like things they've gone through and like crazy stories of like, like we have a segment called walkie talk and we have former PAs writing anonymous stories about like shit they have dealt with on set. And it's like, Oh my God, this world is crazy. So yeah, it's been like really cool, really fun. Very interesting. We've been working hard on it for months and months and months. So I usually definitely don't get that much lead time on something. So (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm really excited to finally launch Monday. So you definitely want to follow PA nation podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Liz Moppin on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm at Liz underscore Moppin. That's M-A-U-P-I-N. And uh, you can find a lot of my video work on LizMoppin.com. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to listen to that podcast. Just to your oh, point, so those are stories that I've not heard before. Yeah. And so it would be really cool to to kind of hear the the journey. I know like Gabrus is on, for example. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be our launch up. That's we're a put, that's a hell of a way to launch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He his was so fun. Like I have been giving notes on all these episodes. I was like, he. I don't want to pick favorites, but like it was really good. <laughs> and he's he's so fun. Like we worked with him too on Dave's podcast, Full Court Chat. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. Okay, well, thank, thank you for you. again for your time. I enjoyed this. It was so fun. I really oh my god, thanks it. for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, thank you all for listening. Just take care, wear a mask, and uh, be kind to yourself and others, which you should anyway. So do that, please. Thank <laughs> you, and goodbye.